and welcome back to the Marketing Freaks podcast. In this week's episode, I'm sitting down and chatting with Dan about data. We're going to be talking about what data you really need to make the best decisions for your campaigns, how to avoid getting suffocated by too much data, and how to not make the mistake of not looking at enough data. It's all a bit confusing, but hopefully we really help out and help you look at the right data and reporting structures to make the most of your campaigns. Really hope you find this one useful. If you do, please come and subscribe in all the usual podcast places. We would love to see you there and any support you can offer by taking those actions is always massively appreciated. Let's get started with the episode. Dan, we're talking data. Yep, that's kind of like the most important thing I think moving forward. Well, it's always been important, but this year more than ever when data is skewed in a lot of places and you can get different types of data from different sources yes it's understanding what's the important stuff and what's the single source of truth you should really focus on definitely yeah yeah and i think um well obviously everyone always wants to use data to make their decisions on because Mm -hmm. it's uh it's the right thing to do yeah (laughs) um but i think a lot of people get confused or overthink it or Mm. sometimes look at too much data sometimes look at too little data and uh Hopefully on this episode, we're going to give people a bit of guidance as to mm. potentially a better way to approach it. Yep. So what do you think are the common issues with uh, how people approach data and performance marketing? And there's no one size fits all, mm-hmm. but what's your take? I think sometimes I it's um, making sure you're like looking at the right thing. So I've seen a lot of... Um, dashboards and reporting spreadsheets in the past where it's got every single metric under the sun reporting into it yes like you've got a range from like impressions reach click through rate clicks video watches video views video completions all the way down to purchases yeah um, return on ad spend cost per acquisition leads whatever it's going to be there's just sometimes it just feels like there's too much being looked at and no thought going into well what are the areas that are actually going to inform me if what we're doing is working. Yes. And I think that's the, the, the key issue I kind of see sometimes, that there's just yeah. too much data for the sake of data. Yeah, it's um, almost uh, the idea of, well, if, the, if it can be tracked, let's track it. Exactly. And if the data's there, then we should probably put it in a report mm-hmm. because it's there without that thought of, yeah. well, what are we going to actually do with it? Yeah. If it's just yeah. a number you're tracking like month on month in a sheet, and it doesn't, you're not saying, well, this, say for example, impressions, if you've got a goal for driving awareness, et cetera, great. Yeah. If you're solely focused on revenue growth and you're plotting that number on a sheet month by month and that's all you're doing, is it even worth it polluting your like visual every month yes. um, and being there? Do you actually need to focus on, on that? Yeah, polluting is a good word because yeah. I think, again, there's nothing wrong with collecting lots of data. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with Nothing it. But if you're collecting more than you need and you're putting it all in one place, quite often, yeah, polluting the view is quite a good way of putting it because then the really important stuff, it's just super easy for that to get missed. Yeah. And it's like, well, and then, then the important stuff gets missed or can't get interpreted because it just looks messy. And uh, what people do see are metrics they don't necessarily exactly. need. Yeah. yeah. So I think the first piece of uh, advice is... Like step back and really think about what you need to know, mm-hmm. then what metrics are going to tell you what you need to know. Exactly. And start there. Yeah. 
I reckon. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think, go back to that polluting point, it's like, I'm the sort of person, if there's too much noise going on in any form of thing I'm doing in life, it's really hard to just focus on what you actually need to do. Yeah. And it's the same with data. If there's a... That's called OCD, isn't it? It is called a little bit of OCD, but it's like, say you've got 30 rows... Yeah. Uh, 30 columns in a sheet, sorry. Yeah. With all this data, you've color coordinated it with lots of red and green, depending on if it's up or down. Suddenly yeah. you're looking at that and it looks like a, it's, it's hard to pick out what's really going on. And so it's kind of... Yeah, it's what like you, looking through a kaleidoscope. Exactly, it's like <laughs> looking through a kaleidoscope. So I think like your point is focusing and asking the right questions and really going, this is what we care about. This is what's going to... Yeah. Like if revenue growth is the main factor step back, write a list of what are the things we're going to measure success on Yep, and kind of go from there. Yeah, yeah. And also structure as well. So you can have, um, you know, again, there's nothing wrong with uh, having loads of numbers and um, colours and all that sort Mm. of stuff in there at all. But sometimes it's the structure of the report that matters as well. Mm. So, you know, that first view might be really simplified, headline KPIs, open it up, instantly know whether it's going well or if it's not going well then you've got the next page or tab or whatever with all the data so if you do if someone does want to dive into it it's there and it's readily available Mm -hmm. but structure is yeah i think that's sort of key because you're going to have different types of people looking into these reports potentially so is it uh, CEO or marketing director that they just want to see the high level yep. how things are tracking against what is expected and that's what they need to then kind of probe questions with their team yes whereas you've got the potentially the performance marketer or the doer the doer who is more likely to want to dive into a lot more detail yeah and that's what those other pages are for so reports need to be structured like you said in a way that they talk to different stakeholders in the right way yeah knowing your audience knowing your audience and that comes down to that real first like exec summary slide is kind of like they're probably the metrics that you should focus on that they're going to really move the needle on what your actual yeah. objective is yeah i'd say yeah definitely um also thinking about what decisions you need to make off the back of it <clears throat> is really key so yeah. You know, if you think about yeah your audience so who's going to be receiving this information how do they need to see it? But what decisions can you make off the back exactly. of it? Is it about your um, your e-com merchandising? Is it about your um, B2B content assets and what content assets are working better? Is it about what app platforms are working better? Yeah. There, there should always be a view on what decisions need to be made and yeah. therefore what information would be genuinely helpful in making yeah. those decisions. Exactly. It's kind of like, I always like to think, even though you have these reporting dashboards and they get sent out every week or you review them weekly or you um, pull data into a spreadsheet for your own analysis, you should always be going into it with a question. Yeah. You should never be going in here being like, I'm just going to have a look around and see what looks good, what looks bad. Like, what are you going in to look at that data for? What are you using that data for? Like you said, if it's, what's our best performing three pieces of content where we can um, provide this to the content strategy team and, and get a pipeline of new assets briefed in and ready yeah. to go. Then you go in, you find that data, you pull it out. It's really useful. Then yeah. you're, you're blinkered to one thing instead of, and you're shutting out all of the noise. Then so, yeah, completely agree with your point on that. Yeah, just always know what it is you need it for. Yeah, exactly. Um, so uh, I, I quite like um, 
like a matrix concept mm-hmm. or like a model. Yep. So um, if we take e-commerce as an example, just having like a layer of different metrics across the consumer journey that are going to tell you overall what's the picture like, how's it performing, but also where are the steps and what are the weakest links in those steps. Mm-hmm. So with e-commerce, for example, at the top you might have um, click-through rate or CPC, so how are my ads performing? Yeah. Then the next stage is the landing page. So what's my add to cart rate, i.e. how well is the landing page working? Then some metrics around the checkout Mm -hmm. and then the overall average order value, conversion rate rate. and everything else. Because then you can go, well, actually, do you know what? My overall ROAS is okay, but how do I make it better? And Mm -hmm. you go, oh, traffic's a bit expensive. Let's dial that, try and um, influence that a little bit in a positive way, see what happens. Mm -hmm. But if you've got that view and you can track that view, you can start to see where you can improve and also... um, what impact those specific changes have on a week by week basis. I like that approach personally. And I guess it's like you said, that's really effective because then you can hone in on like, well, what's the area I really need to improve on as a team of in the short term where you can make quick wins or it's a larger strategic decision. For example, if we're getting a lot of people to the checkout at the ad to cart, but no one's going through to checkout the checkout page so then you identify the blocker and the one i always like with it um is you know everything always seems to come back to to row us a lot and you know if you've got a good volume sometimes you can have a really good conversion rate good volume of transactions coming through but your average order value is so small yeah that trying to move the dial on a significant increase on return on ad spend is actually quite difficult yeah yeah so then you can see that and you can be like right my average order value is £20, for example. Yep. If it was £25, what does that do if all these numbers stay the same with my yep. return on that spend? And you can start modelling it out. Yep. And it's really simple then to be like, okay, let's try and increase average order value. Then the question of like, how do we do this comes into it. Is it you bundle products together? Yep. Um, is there a gift with purchase? Do you increase the free shipping threshold? Like yep. all these things you start to consider based off that one piece of data that's been yep. like kind of streamlined and siloed into an area that you need to focus on. Yeah, absolutely. So and then, yeah. but then you're you're really informed about where to put your energy and time. Exactly, and that, yeah. that makes a lot of sense. I think also collecting metrics outside of the platform as well. So mm-hmm. um, price. Yeah. Or like trying to find yeah, how does your product set, um, stack up against competition mm-hmm. and metrics like that or. Um, you know, the competitive metrics that you get out of Google Ads and where you sit in the auction and things like that that will tell you or might indicate that there are other things going on within the market beyond the ads themselves that might be impacting performance. And I think that sort of thing is really important Mm -hmm. as well to give you context and information. Yeah, because you can be sometimes blinkered by your own like metrics in Google Analytics or yeah. uh, your Shopify data or in your in the platforms themselves. But yep. like you said, if a competitor's become really aggressive in the market, say on PPC, they're going after your brand, for example, if they're yep. just they increase their impression share threefold, of course that's going to have an impact on you. Yes. But if you don't know it, How you could you? be you could be trying to fix the wrong thing. Yeah. And actually what you were doing was perfectly fine. Yep. And you're not prepared to pay any more money on 
your cost per click. In the auction, yeah. And to get in the auction, then you are prepared to do because it becomes not profitable for you. Yep. But if you don't know, like if you don't know the whole picture and what's going on, you could make, you could use data in the wrong way. Yes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That is, um, that is a risk as well, isn't it? Making the wrong decisions with the wrong data when you're missing the right data. Yeah. Um, what about B2B? Because we always talk probably more about e-commerce mm-hmm. than B2B. So if we're talking about a typical customer journey on B2B, what yeah. sort of where would you start when it comes to trying to work out what data points you might need to yeah. help you improve your campaigns? Yeah, so I think obviously the life cycle on that is a lot longer and sometimes mm. you can't see all the points directly yourself especially as an agency yeah but i think it's it's just the feedback loops with teams to get the data you need is yeah vitally important like obviously if you think for us we will say we use linkedin as an example yeah so we can do the same thing as we do with an e-com brand so we can look at here's the if it's content driven for example or if it's um yeah if it's something to do with inquiries um into the sales team we can see what's messaging's resonating what creators resonating yep. same as we would for an e-commerce business yep. so stay the same is this doing what we think it should be doing if it's a piece of content are people engaging with it what's the cost per acquisition on it are they getting to the site are they filling the form out yeah how long is the form and yep. if you've got we've seen it before right where there's forms that are as long as a a4 piece of paper it's like fort knox just yeah, to get yeah just to get into it you're giving away your bank account your security number everything yeah. just to get in just to get an ebook um so it's understanding that's a, a touch point you can understand with your data um yep are, is the content good but are we just asking for too much for the value of what it is yep. so it's understanding that and then it once they get into that sales cycle and the pipeline if it's a two-year process or if it's a 12-month process whatever it is yeah it's keeping that feedback loop going off like when did they become a qualified lead? Yep. When they a sales qualified lead? Yep. And like just seeing these touch points overall and then working out, okay, well, what content's the main driver of that? What keywords are the main driver of that? Yep. And kind of really, I think there's a lot more analysis um, longer term that you like of for longer B2B, term data for B2B. Yeah. You can't make short term snap decisions. So you kind of have to use long term foresight um, planning and kind of you've got to at least have six, I think you have to have at least six months worth of good data yeah. to make the decision so sometimes it feels like it's a little bit more slower pace to make longer changes but the process is still the process similar. is similar isn't it it's about getting that yeah the, but the CRM data is so important it's so important and how you collect and I think with that it's um, how you're collecting the data because really for us there, it's the users or well, the customers that are coming in, um, the leads that are going to be the data we're trying to analyze yeah. from our platform. So if they're not, if the UTM parameters are not tagged up correctly, if there's not the right hidden fields on the forms to collect what campaigns, keywords, everything they're coming through? from, yeah. there's all that data from a B2B perspective is actually is really important because that informs Definitely. the decisions of, it might only be three sorts of ad groups in a campaign and set 10, 10 or 12 keywords that are driving that volume of pipeline yep. long term. Yep. But if we're not collecting, if that data is not being collected into the CRM and then we're seeing it go through 
in that pipeline then that's the that data is missing and then you will never ever ever be able to make the right decision Yeah, definitely although you can even though b2b definitely is a longer term play when you're looking at uh, return on ad spend or pipeline value Uh, but i do do have an example of a quick win though of kind of how looking at the right data points and making the right decisions off the back of it had Mm -hmm. a very successful outcome for a b2b client of ours go for it um so uh it was it was to do with a kind of like a white paper download campaign Mm -hmm. and we just launched this was a while back now and we just launched this new white paper and it was it was all like just really badly Mm -hmm. (laughs) really really badly like the worst cpa ever yeah um and then you look at it and go right well clearly the cpa is telling me something Mm -hmm. because it's way beyond what you'd normally pay um what else can i see and oh the click-through rate's really low Mm -hmm. click-through rate's really low um it's the right audience because this audience has worked before for very similar content so i kind of know the audience is right but clearly the click-through rate's telling me they're just not interested in this piece of content yeah pause it right literally off the back of that reworked the title just simplified the title Mm -hmm. on the in the ad copy the ad creative and the landing page yep didn't change anything to do with the content at all just Mm -hmm. literally dressed it up in a more simplified way started it again best cpa they'd ever had yeah right and that's that's you know that's looking at the right data to go do you know what i think that's telling me this yeah I'm now going to go and do that, see if it improves things. <laughs> yes, it did. Yeah. So you kind of got to, you know, look at the right data points. Quite often, no one really knows what the actual answer or solution is going to be. No. The key is going, I think it's telling me this. Let's try Let's that. Try it. Yeah. See if it works. Look at the numbers again. And that's where data really comes okay. into play. Yeah, definitely. That's what, what I think. Anyway. Yeah, because definitely, because if you change that title, everything, and it still hadn't moved the needle, then you know, is the is it the topic? And then it's yep. suddenly like a this is just something that's not resonating yep. at all with people. Yeah, and then it goes back to a wider picture. But like, it's so interesting that just how you frame something can make yeah, a yeah. massive difference, and then the data can tell you that. Yep. Instantly. Yep. Definitely. Yep. But it's, you've got to. Um, the biggest mistake I think that people make with data and reporting in general is collecting loads and loads and loads of information because either they feel they have to or they feel they can, mm-hmm. and they're not making any decisions off the back of no. it. Yeah, it's just it's just there because everyone's got in. Do you know what I find it is sometimes? It's just there. It's always been done. Yeah, and then you ask the question of like, "What's this for?" And they're like, "Oh, it's just we've always been doing it." And if no one can tell you, if you ever get that answer, step back and yeah. really go, why the hell are we collecting all this information yeah. if no one's doing anything with it? Yeah. I've had so many conversations with people that just data input every single thing under the sun. Yes. And that's, it's just... Why? It's just why. You, why? Then you ask the question of like, okay, so are you tracking that with trends over time? No, we just put it in because we've always done it. And yeah. It's, that's not the that's if you got that as an answer for data you don't actually you don't need it yep i think that yeah definitely 100 percent agree i think it's just a really good habit of discipline to get Mm -hmm. into to every time you send every time you go through that process of putting that report together or receiving that report yeah seeing if you can find one action like 
dive into it and go, right, well, I think it's telling me this, so let's try that. Yeah. And that's that's a really good discipline to get into because A, you'll be moving things forwards. Yeah. Or at least progressing and pushing stuff. Um, secondly, or B, I can't remember if I said one or two. <laughs> the, the second point is that it makes you think about the data you're looking at. And mm-hmm. Can I actually use this? Is it useful? Yeah. Does anyone else use it? You know, mm. good discipline. Yeah, definitely. Good habits. Um, great. Well, look, massively useful. Have you got any parting thoughts? Parting thoughts, I guess, I think I think the big thing is just, if everyone could just go away at the end of this and just... If everyone could just go away Yeah, now, just go please. away now. Yeah, we're done. It's nearly Easter. No, if um, everyone could just go away, just take five, ten minutes to just look at how you're reporting, mm. look at those metrics and be like, what's actually useful for me? And write them down. And, and if you can streamline your reporting, it'll yep. help you make better decisions. So just Love go it. away and review what what you're looking at and if it's useful for you step back because if it can save you time and you can put time into the right things that's, that's a massive that's win. a massive win at the end of the day definitely definitely well look, really good thank you dan cheers john always always good and thanks to everyone for listening and we shall see you on the next episode Bye. thank you so much for listening if you enjoyed that episode please do come and subscribe Join us for future episodes where we talk about the ins and outs of running paid media and driving improved conversions and revenue for your business. See you next time.